0: Midtown Detroit studios of WDET. This is Detroit Today.
1: Some parents and community members in Dearborn have joined the chorus of objectors to the presence of LGBTQ-themed books in public school libraries. And those objections have resulted in a pretty big and complex controversy. We are going to spend the hour today Talking about what's happening in Dearborn, how it reflects and maybe differs from arguments going all around the country, and what solutions there may look like. It's all next on Detroit Today, right after the news from NPR. Today on 1019 WDET, I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. You know, sometimes a story is not only about an issue that's controversial, but it's also made more complex because so many smaller narratives are woven into that issue. The argument raging in Dearborn right now, over students having access to LGBTQ-themed books in school libraries is one of those stories. Start here. Monday and Thursday last week, we saw Dearborn Public School Board meetings erupt with passion and disturbance from hundreds of people who wanted to be heard about what kinds of information they think should be available to kids in the public school libraries in that community. The meetings made the news and stoked a really heated community conversation that you can see in many different places, but especially on social media. But really, this controversy began a lot earlier than last week. At a September 12th board meeting, seven books were temporarily held from being circulated in school libraries because many community members were upset over the content In those books at that meeting, board member Hussein Barry said, quote, I don't think this debate is anywhere near where it's going to peak out and that this issue is, quote, not unique to Dearborn. He was, of course, right about both things. About two weeks later, rallies unfolded both in favor and against the decision to keep a number of LGBTQ themed books from circulation in the school district. Since that time, there has only been more commotion in Dearborn, with the controversy directly tying into broader political issues. While the decision to hold or circulate these books may seem really simple, there is not just one issue at hand here. In fact, there are so many threads to this conversation, it's a little dizzying. You've got social conservatives, for instance, in Dearborn, who are upset by the very presence Of LGBTQ material in public schools. Others are a little more concerned about some sexually graphic descriptions in just one of the books that's at issue. And then you have folks who don't want sex or sexually themed material anywhere near their kids in schools. Of course, the backdrop here is even about more than books. History tells us of the slippery slope to discrimination and oppression that often starts with book pans and seemingly innocuous efforts to, quote, protect children from certain kinds of material. And in Dearborn right now, you've got all kinds of interests jumping into the controversy over these books, plying their own agendas. That happens in every community where these issues come up, but it has been especially interesting to watch in Dearborn because of its large Arab American population. I think it's fair to ask about how and why a population that has its own history and profound challenges with exclusion and discrimination in this country is choosing to deal with issues of exclusion and discrimination involving another group. So all of this leaves us with a bunch of questions. What should be taught? in schools? What kinds of information should we encourage kids to seek out in school libraries? What role do schools play in teaching students not just about democracy and politics and history, but also about sex and gender and identity and romance? And what do we make of libraries and schools all across the state and nation Removing LGBTQ-themed books from shelves because some parents think they're inappropriate. That's where we begin the conversation today, talking about all of these issues that are swirling around this controversy in Dearborn. And we've got a great guest to help us make sense of all of this. Osama Siblani is the publisher of the Arab American News and somebody who knows more about Dearborn and the people of Dearborn than just about anyone I know. He recently wrote on Facebook denouncing Trump supporters and co-opters who were trying to take over these school board meetings and spin them into a movement for their own gain. He's somebody who is thinking really deeply about all of this and I'm really glad to have Osama Simblani with us here. On Detroit today, Osama. Welcome back to the show.
0: Good morning. Good morning, Steve.
1: Yeah. So uh, let's start with you just telling our listeners about where all this comes from, where it all started, and what your take is on what's actually going on. What has people so upset in Dearborn?
0: Well, uh, this situation has started, I think, actually in Virginia. Uh, by the Republicans, pro-Trump uh, people. And then it uh, made its way to Dearborn and to other cities in Michigan because I believe the Republicans uh, lost on two major things that they were betting on. and Number one, the voter uh, you know rights, and the other one is abortion. So they had to pick and find something to hang on you know their campaign because it was faltering, especially uh, in the attorney generals and the uh, and the uh, Secretary of State. Um, and of course the government race So they did pick on this one. actually they have surrogates in Dearborn who went on to the library. Uh, they could not get the book. Directly because so they have to have kids so one person had a daughter there she went and signed on the book she made copies of the book and displayed them on social media now this is the beginning of the story okay um and this person appeared on fox and friends and you know uh, and talked about this issue where the republican uh, agenda is being pushed on on the national level um our community, the Arab American and Muslim community in, in, in Dearborn and around the country, they are generally uh, socially uh, very conservative. You know, they do not want their kids to be exposed to sexually explicit material. I know that. I do not want my kids to be exposed to sexually explicit materials. Mm-hmm. However, because the nature of the beast who is coming in to ride this wave, they took it to somewhere else. The books, like you said in your introduction, were taken away. Six, seven books actually were taken away from the libraries and put in a committee for review. The Board of Education has no power at this time to do anything because the administration is doing their job by pulling these books out. Even though the books were out, they continued the uproar, you know. This is where it has become more political than community-based, you know, because some people are taking it to somewhere else where it should not go. And they do it, they're doing it on purpose. You see, now they're announcing that the Trump coalition from the governor's race to the Secretary of State to the Attorney General, they're bringing them to Dearborn for a rally so those people never came, actually, to Dearborn, in their life. Probably, they showed up on Thursday at the Board of Education to support the community, quote unquote. These are the same people who have supported the Muslim ban. Actually, in 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 my post on Facebook, I say one of the reporters on Thursday, uh, television reporters, asked the Mr. DiPerno, DiPerno, I think, I don't know how he says
1: Matthew DiPerno, sure. DePerno.
0: Yeah. He asked him if he supports the Muslim ban that implemented by Donald Trump mm-hmm. when he was in, in the White House. And he refused to answer. He refused to answer. In the middle of the school board meeting. Um, that's one. The other one is, you know, Tudor Dixon. In, in February 19, 2019, when, uh, when Macy's were displaying the hijab for sale, she went on, on, her, um, on one of the shows online as a commentator, and she said that hijab is a symbol of woman oppression. Mm-hmm. These are the people who are right now worrying about the Muslim community and the Arab American community, you know, uh, and the sexually explicit books for our children. Yes, we are concerned about it, but we have, a, we have an administration. Most of the principals and teachers in the Dearborn Public Schools are Arab, Americans, and Muslims. Mm-hmm. Most, of the, um, most of the people who are sitting on the board are sympathetic to the Arab, American community and understand, understanding of the Muslim community. So what is the problem in here? I mean, we have people who represent us everywhere. So why should we bring in the Republican power from the outside in order to push this agenda?
1: I mean, so I want to I want to spend some time talking about um, the books that are at issue here and what's objectionable about them to 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 maybe make some distinctions between uh, LGBTQ-themed. Material and sexually explicit material. I think there's some conflation of that. That's what's going on, um, and and I want you to talk as as a member of that community about. Look, it is a culturally conservative community, the Arab American community. Much of it is, and and there are there are some uh, objections to to certain kinds of material, but I want you to draw the distinction between that. And, and I think what you were trying to point out on uh, on your Facebook page uh, about the, the the fear of discrimination and the kinds of discrimination that is common between the Arab American community and the LGBTQ community.
0: Yeah I, I did say uh, Steve if you if you read my post I said that we live in the United States of America where laws, and rules and institutions protect the rights of individuals regardless of who they are where they come from what their color Mm -hmm. so if we start on a discrimination towards a single group regardless how small or large they are we are going to end up discriminating against everybody and 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 it's a slippery slope like you said in your introduction we cannot hold it anymore we cannot stop it anymore so, yes, while we have to make sure that our kids are not exposed to sexually explicit books, I think other people, other people have the right to, um, to, to decide whether their kids want to do it or not. So I, I do not believe that we have the right to make the decision on everyone. You know, this is not something that I would support at all. And I think our community should understand, and this is what we're trying to do in here: is make sure that we are, we continue to be a diverse and and, and welcoming community. We cannot say that we are against LGBTQ, or or against you know uh, people who have, are different than us. Otherwise, we would be discriminated against. A day will come when they say masks should not be allowed. The Quran should not be uh, accepted uh, and, and be uh, included as, as a religious uh, you know, institution. We have to be very careful when we start making these statements. Our community does not feel this way totally. There are people in our community, like in any other community around, they feel this way. But the vast majority, they do not feel this way. Mm. I can assure you they're not homophobic. They, they do not, like I, I, it broke my heart the other day when a gay man by the name of Gary, I think we put it in our editorial, stood and he said during the meeting on Thursday, he said that my name is Gary and I'm a gay man and I was born and raised in Dearborn and I always felt comfortable in Dearborn because of the loving community around me. And I continue to feel this way, but today I don't feel this way. And I said, I agree with him, because we do not want to, say, to, to see that people who are not like us are not comfortable around us, mm. regardless of who we are, we're talking about in here, Muslims, Christians, people who are, you know, they are not, uh, uh, you know, uh, they're not straight, uh, they're straight, I don't know, the, 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 all these names that they, uh, you know, that they make up and to describe people and their uh, sexuality, it doesn't matter really. Yeah. We need to continue to be a welcoming community and a, a city that accepts everybody. And and that's how we protect our rights. And that's how we can raise our children who are going to be not only studying in Dearborn, but maybe studying out of Dearborn and maybe working out of Dearborn in the larger community. So this is we do not want our community to be a closed community, Stephen. Yeah. This is this is really our concern in here. Now, we are handling this internally in our community with our friends. However, the meddling of the Republican Party, especially those the Trump division of the Republican Party, which is right now is overwhelming division, is really taking this stealing our emotions and playing politics with it. that That's what I see. And that's really what upsets me the most. That's what's really worrying me the most at this time, hmm. is how they are capitalizing on our emotions and our fears for our kids. Uh, and, and we must separate, you are right, we must separate between sexually explicit materials and materials for LGBTQ. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, We should give the parents the right to choose what kind of books their kid can have access to.
1: Yeah, I want to go to uh, the phones here, and again, you can always join us here on Detroit Today at three one three five seven seven one zero one nine. That's three one three five seven seven one zero one nine. We especially want to hear, of course, from folks in Dearborn who are thinking through this controversy, these issues uh, as they come up again, 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 and again at school board meetings. Uh, you can also go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. And we can work you into the conversation. Of course, we've already got a number of folks from Dearborn in the queue here who want to talk about this. Let's start with Akiba in Dearborn. Akiba, welcome to the show. Good morning. Uh, Thank you so
2: much for taking my call. Mm -hmm. And uh, thank you to Mr. Sablani for joining the conversation. Uh, I really appreciate both of you looking at the wider context of this um, and and the political aspects Mm -hmm. behind it as well. Um, I think it's become very clear that it's not really just about books. And that um, as I'm, I'm a genderqueer person who lives in Dearborn, and it's, it's been very frightening in many ways to see people coming out on the side of hate. And I believe that our city government needs to adopt a non-discrimination ordinance, as many municipalities in Michigan have. Mm-hmm. We're like really behind the times here. Dearborn Heights has one, Detroit has one, Ann Arbor has one, Ferndale, East Lansing, all over the place, we don't have one here. And I think that would be really valuable. Um, I also would like some attention on the business leaders that have been endorsing hate against LGBT folks. Um, It's kind of surprising local business success stories. I mean, these are, you know, realtors. um, Mm. One of the founders of Hype Athletics has been promoting these hate rallies. Uh, A particular pharmacist from Health Pro Pharmacy is one of the main seekers of these events. And I have to ask myself, if a trans woman goes to his pharmacy seeking hormones, is she going to be discriminated against or say there is a parent of a trans teenager who's trying to get their puberty blockers for their kids from his pharmacy. Are they going to be discriminated against? Um, if, if listeners even around the area want to put pressure somewhere, I might want to think about some of these businesses that businesses, are... Yeah, Akiba, that's a yeah, that's have,
1: a really well, great point. Um, and, and I don't mean to cut you off, but I do want to make sure we get as many voices in here as possible. Before we break, uh, Osama, quickly, if you can respond to what Akiba is talking about. What about... Uh, the business community in in Dearborn and members of the business community who are siding with those who would uh, would 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 get this material out of public libraries, but but also seem to have a broader aim here uh, to make Dearborn less comfortable for the LGBTQ community.
0: Yes, um, of course I validate his concern. I. I I saw some of those people who he referred to in his conversation now, and I am very concerned about this. And like I said uh, during uh, the beginning, I said, you know, Stephen, that I want our community to be a welcoming community and, uh, you know, um, diverse community, and we should accept others who are different than us so that others can accept us, uh, not only in Dearborn but around the country. If we continue on this trend uh, we are going to be a uh, community that's on the shopping blocks as uh, as we are putting other people on the shopping block today. So, uh, yes, it's a slippery slope. And I, I will condemn any um, organization, business that discriminate against anyone, including LGBTQ.
1: Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation with Osama Siblani. We're also going to add another voice uh, to this conversation. The superintendent of Dearborn Public Schools, uh, Glenn Maleko, is going to join us as well. We'll also continue to hear from you, our listeners, both on the phones. And on social media, Dennis and Nathan and Dearborn, Neil and Franklin, we will get to you next. If you want to join them, of course, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today.
3: Bringing you news that matters.
1: Stories that impact your life.
3: Music from the Motor City and around the world. This is
4: 1019 WDET.
3: Detroit's NPR station.
1: This is trade Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always... Thanks for tuning in. Uh, We're talking about uh, the controversy in Dearborn right now over uh, LGBTQ-themed material that uh, some people want to make sure is not in school libraries, not available to children in that community. Of course, it has started a rather robust argument, a community argument, about uh, not just the uh, presence of this material, but what... Is beyond those objections. Are people really talking about something else? Are they really objecting to the idea of acceptance of the LGBTQ community? We want to hear from you as well during this conversation. Give us a call, 313 577 1019. That's 313 577 1019. You can also go to social media, to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. We've got Osama Siblani with us. He is the publisher of the Arab American News, somebody who uh, is deeply rooted in the Dearborn community, knows a lot about uh, what is happening out there, not just with this issue, but many other issues. I also want to welcome another voice to the conversation now. Glenn Maleko is the superintendent of the Dearborn Public Schools, uh, the person, the who is uh, the administrator at the center, I guess, of this controversy. Uh, Glenn, welcome to Detroit Today.
5: Thank you for having me, uh, Stephen. Appreciate the opportunity to meet with you and to be on the show with Mr. Ciblani.
1: Yeah. So let's start here <clears throat> from your chair. What is this about? Is this really about legitimate concern about sexually explicit material that parents uh, I think in any community would say, I'm not sure that I want my kids to have uh, unfettered access to that. Or uh, does this seem like an objection to LGBTQ inclusivity? Uh, and, and, you know, uh, I'd also love if you could sort of explain the way that the, the district is trying to sort through all those issues.
5: Sure. So the first thing I'm going to say is um, education, educators in the United States, Michigan, and Dearborn have just come off the toughest time we've ever faced with the pandemic. Uh, it was challenging for parents, students, administrators, teachers, and staff. And the one thing, I've been in Dearborn now 27 years, started as a teacher, substitute teacher years ago was a principal, eighth year as superintendent now. And it's a great place to be, a great place to work. Uh, it's a very welcoming community and that's what we've always done during the pandemic. We listened to all sides of the uh, parents, those that were, you know, concerned for safety, those that were, you know, thought we should be online, those that did not. And that was obviously coming off a, a very challenging time. We worked together with our staff to keep our students safe and the community safe. And I'm very proud of the work that we've done. Um, what I would say um, you know, we've also been a very welcoming community, for example, whether it be traditionally the the Christian holidays that we take off, or we take off the Muslim holidays or allowing halal foods and other things that we've done to accommodate the community. So one thing I wanna make clear is that, you know, we are a public school system and we welcome all students, you know, all staff from a variety of backgrounds, whether that be ethnicity, race, um, you know, differing viewpoints, differing sexual orientation, those are things that are welcome in our district because we have to serve all students. And we also will protect all of our students. So I want to make, you know, that very um, clear as well, that we're welcoming on all fronts. And we try to accommodate all ends of the community. Um, As far as I go with our, um, you know, with this issue, you know, really it started, we, we started listening to some parents that had some concerns and we were sitting down and we were trying to uh, work with them. We've always had a process to review books in the district going back many, many, many years. And, um, you know, what we decided to do was we heard some concerns, we sat down with some parents and we said, okay, well, we can tighten the process. Let's listen to parents on all sides. We wanna make sure that we're serving, you know, our students. And that's what we did. We started to listen. Our team led by uh, Dr. Groover and uh, Mr. Martin that I directed to look at the guidelines They started working with our media specialists and others um, to develop this tighter system to review books. Um, We are all about process. Um, We have legalities we must follow. There's Supreme Court decisions. Uh, We can't be arbitrary in our decisions with books. Um, So we came up with this challenge process um, for parents. So if a parent had a concern, they could challenge a book um, and submit. They can always... Every parent, I want to stress, we've always had opt out on anything, whether it be field trips, um, uh, other aspects of curriculum, or and certain curriculums that are allowed by state law, whether that be a education or other things. Parents have that right to opt out, and we have that for them for books. Um, but we also have a process that we're going to go through and review. So if there's a challenge, we'll look at it. We'll have our staff look at it. We have um you know that ability to do that and then we'll make a decision and it won't be arbitrary because it'll be a committee of professionals Mm -hmm. and we are involving um an element of the parents in a a second committee if people aren't happy with it but again i want to stress that you know parents have the right immediately to make a decision for their own individual child now on top of that understand that we have over 500 books 500,000 books in our library that have been accumulated over years, you know, probably prior to when I started 27 years ago in the mid 90s. And it's going to take some time, but we're also going through our own process to review. Uh, You know, we understand that there's some concerns and and if there's books that we feel are not appropriate at a certain age, um, we're going to try to look at them and make decisions. But again, it's not going to be me making a decision isolated arbitrary it's going to be a process that we follow within the law ensuring that all rights are followed and that we're taking into consideration all viewpoints including those that parents that have concerns about specific books with maybe some content that maybe you know i'm a parent as well maybe as an individual i may or may not want that content in there uh, for my child and that's what the parent has the right but we have some other parents Uh, like was said on LGBTQ, that, you know, some of the books, depending on what they may be, you know, we have to make sure that all students feel welcome. And so that's why I won't be making this decision alone. We're going to follow the law. We've had multiple uh, legal counsel advising myself and the board along the way. Mm -hmm. And I would also like to say our board has been steadfast, you know, at these meetings, um, you know, there's been a lot of uh, criticism and we're willing to take that. You know, we're listening. We listened to the community on Thursday. And we're actually going back and looking at making possibly some some um, revisions to our process based on that. The only other comment I will make is that um, the one thing I would say is this: we we also had elements um, that are not from Dearborn or parents that were inserting themselves into our meeting on Thursday. I've never seen them before, Mm. Um, and 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 that so we're not going to base it. We're basing it on what's right for the community in dearborn the parents and the students specifically in dearborn and we would prefer that the broader question doesn't come into our school board we're a local school board serving students and we don't want to get involved in any broader politics on any level and i'm not saying either side i'm just saying you know to me the parents that live in the community those are the ones that i'm really trying to listen to but the outside influences that are coming in you know they have less of an impact on me in the board and in fact we've um, our board, when we announce someone coming in, because of the Michigan Open Meetings Act, anyone can come, whether you're from Dearborn or not. But we are listening. Where are you from? You know, when you list that on your card, so we're taking those factors into consideration.
1: Yeah. So, so Glenn, I want to talk a little about how you approach this, almost from an academic standpoint, I guess. Look, there. as you point out, there are parents who object to some material that it might be in the library. There's always going to be some objections to some material that's in the library. But, f- for instance, if, um, if you had a group of parents who didn't like books that had uh, African Americans as central characters, or Arab Americans as central characters, if you had parents who didn't like books because they were written by women, um, you wouldn't really countenance those objections. You wouldn't, I don't think, uh, spend a lot of time thinking about them because clearly uh, the the point of school, the point of libraries, is uh-huh. to be a marketplace of ideas and and, and uh, to, to open up uh, people's minds to as broad a canvas of those ideas. As possible. So so I, I want to have you talk through why a group of parents who have an objection to LGBTQ themed material are getting any quarter in, in Dearborn. Why aren't they being told as they would if they objected? Uh, on some of these other bases that look this this isn't the point of school the, the the point of school is the opposite of this and we we need to 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 make sure that uh, that that it is inclusive that the academic material that we present to our children is inclusive
5: Well, I'm not going to make any comments. I don't know the motives of different individuals. That's up to them as to why they're coming forward. Uh, I'm not getting into that argument. What I'm saying is we welcome people from all aspects of the community, including materials that are LGBTQ. Um, What we're going to review is aligned with the Supreme Court decisions as to what may be uh, content content that may not be appropriate at the age based on the language, not based on any ethnicity, race, or uh, LGBTQ or any other Diverse background. We're looking specifically at uh, obscene content defined by the Supreme Court, and that's what our committee will be looking at. We're not getting into um, um, those kind of issues, and I can't make any. I, I'm not going to assume motives on anyone because, um, I, again, I have to welcome everyone into into um, into the schools, mm-hmm. and we'll do that. We'll make sure that our students are safe from the LGBTQ community, from different ethnicities, backgrounds, religious beliefs. Um, and, and, uh, that's why we're approaching it, not because of any, uh, diverse diversity or any specific categories that individuals come into. That's not why we're looking at books. We're specifically looking at content aligned with the Supreme court decision in 82. And we're using state law and we will define it that way. And again, it's not going to be an arbitrary, it's really about the process that mm-hmm. we're going through. So this is I would really, also like yeah, to, I also like to mention that, you know there may be some books that someone disagrees and we may choose you know just because someone ch- puts a challenge in it doesn't mean it's coming off the shelf because there may be um, a, a literary reason uh, for it aligned with that decision mm-hmm. and um, if that's the case remember the parent can still choose to to remove the book for their child but they don't necessarily have a right to do that for other for parents other that people. may want that book yeah. but again, you know my understanding here here's the challenge with books,
1: so you're really just looking at you really are just looking at explicit material, whether there is Correct. explicit material that, uh, according to the Supreme Court of course and 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 other standards, would not be appropriate for kids of a certain age. You're not looking at, at, at whether it's LGBTq themed or 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 otherwise. Correct.
5: We welcome diverse materials into our library.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I want to go back to the phones uh, and take a specific caller who I think has a specific... Yeah, but let, me, let yeah, me say something. Go ahead, Osama. Yeah, go ahead.
0: First of all, I, I have to thank Dr. Maleko for his leadership and for the way he handled this uh, crisis. Uh, he is dealing with a uh, diverse community and uh, broad, uh, you know, in its uh, uh, interest and also the way they think. And where they come from so it's a very very difficult job and he's doing a great job and i wanted to commend him publicly for what he has done so far
1: mm. yeah i, I appreciate that i'm sure he he, he does as well um uh, let's go let's go to salam in the airborne salam welcome to the show
3: hi thank you hi thank you for having me
1: mm-hmm. go ahead
3: um okay thank you um i just yeah i'm glad you kind of bought me in right now thinking about the content of the books Um, I am a mother of one. My my child is very young. She's um, only five months old. And I just want to clarify real quick because I have a very specific experience that connects to one of the books. I am a victim of sexual assault when I was really, really young. And I am currently a PhD student. And I think that's very important to say because I think a lot of times people don't take me seriously Mm. with respect to my own story. And I have a really big issue with the fact that Push by Sapphire is on this list because when we think about obscene content, we have this knee-jerk reaction in my community that anything that is deemed sexually um, explicit or implicit is deemed obscene, but a story about a woman or a young girl that survived sexual assault in her family has been reduced to incest in this community and these conversations that are happening about mm-hmm. this, these books. Mm-hmm. And that is so upsetting as a survivor of sexual assault that it happened one that survived sexual assault within my own family in the arab and muslim community a topic that is silenced and stigmatized constantly and i want to bring this up because this is specifically this has created um excuse my like stuttering because this is a very um it's okay this topic makes me very nervous but my connection to the lgbtq community is the fact that this and within this community and i say this with a lot of love i was raised here i'm a product of Dearborn Public Schools. I still live in Dearborn. My daughter will probably end up in these schools, but it is my community that has pushed my alliance with this, with this group. Anytime an issue comes up with anybody who identifies as LGBTQ, this community has a tendency to talk about sexual assault. If we allow this to happen, our kids are going to be abused. If we allow bathrooms in our schools that are for um, that are gender inclusive, assaults are going to happen if we allow them to read this material, we're going to be grooming them. I can only imagine at 15, 16, 17, what it would have been like to read this book. Yeah. I wrote my whole life. I've always written. I used to write stories of my abuse and burn them. So to find an outlet in a library at my school would have been amazing. It would have been cathartic. It would have been therapeutic. It would have made me believe that if somebody was out there writing about my own experience. I would have had an outlet. Mm. So uh- the fact that these people are hijacking these stories to vilify LGBTQ is so horrific to me. It's like they grab anything related to sexual assault or sexual abuse and think that they're protecting children and use our stories to vilify another group that's
1: not okay with me Salam it really isn't I really I really appreciate uh, your call and what what you're saying here and this is such a great example of how um, you know how how this controversy has unfolded I mean this is a book that mo- that a lot of people would be f- familiar with I think and if they're not familiar with the book, they might be familiar with the, the film that was made uh, based on this book, Precious, which was in, I think, 2009, uh, won a couple Academy Awards. Um, Glenn, I'll give you a chance to talk about a book like Push, uh, and and why or why not a book like that w- might be something that you say you don't want in a library in Dearborn, especially given what Salama's is saying about... Uh, Children who are victims of sexual assault or or, or things like that and, and the liberation they might feel by finding this material uh, in the library in their school.
5: So um, I know we were talking about um, some of the decisions and, and here's – I'm going to come back to um, – I'm not going to get into specific books because, again, that would be me making an arbitrary decision. We welcome different content that people identify with uh, – absolutely one of the things i'm being told is you know the publishers of the book ratings you're also looking for age appropriate uh, again and uh my understanding is that the movie ratings are a lot more consistent so if you're going to go to a movie the ratings pg you know age appropriate the problem with the book ratings is they're not as consistent and so that's why we as a school district are going through the process of reviewing and it right within our uh press release and our guidelines Uh, I just want to read this three lines, you know, Dearborn Public Schools believes that media materials containing graphic or gratuitous violence, sexual explicit, uh, sexual content explicit or hate speech and without literary or educational merit should not be included in our media center. That's specifically that it's not about different groups. We welcome all groups. I've made that very clear. I've received emails from many parents on, on both ends of the issue. Um, I've also had some meetings and I've made it clear that we are accepting all um, students From all backgrounds, we're a public school. We welcome parents. We welcome differing ideas. We insist that you respect those that are in the public schools. We insist that everyone is safe. We insist that there is no harassment or anything like that. We protect our students. And, yes, we do want uh, materials that different individuals can identify with. Mm. Um, So I'm not going to get into specific uh, situation, because I'm not going to be the one making that decision. It would be arbitrary. That's why we have a process and a committee yeah. uh, with professionals that are trained. Um, and then we also have that secondary process where we will include parents. And we're even looking at, re- you know, modifying and reviewing that again. Yeah.
4: Um,
1: so and, so and I, I want to mention- I wanna ask another specific question. Yeah, then. Uh, someone on Twitter says that, for instance – Adolf Hitler's Mein Kampf is in the Dearborn Public Schools library. This person says it's actually getting checked out and is it checked out right now? Uh, what's the difference between a book like that, which we know what uh, it, it inspired and we know where it came from, and a book like Push that you're now considering removing from? from the library I mean help us understand the distinction that is being drawn here
5: so again we have 500,000 uh, copies of different materials in our library and the book you just referenced I haven't specifically, I don't have specific knowledge of that because of all the books. I'd have to look into that. Um, so I'm not getting into one book over another. What I'm telling you is that we've developed a fair process to review all materials. And if that book were challenged, we would look at it again. I I use that statement. We have a, a a category that we're going to use to analyze all of our books to see if they're appropriate based on age content. I would also mention that, um, you know, because of our system, we do have, you know, minors. And so one of the things that we need to do is protect our children as well. But having said that, there are other aspects within this day and age where you can access material that doesn't have to come through the Dearborn Public Schools. There's the the public library. So mm-hmm. a lot of the material that people make, um, you know, whether or not um, it's in our library or not, and it may or may not be some of the material that are um that p- individuals may want because of the differing viewpoints. There's other p- ways to get it. I can tell you, you know, I did finish my PhD at Wayne State uh, well over a decade ago. And these electronic systems are, are now in, you know, what is being used. And, and I was physically probably in the library four times in maybe six, seven years. But I was in that library every day accessing mm-hmm. the database. So I think, you know, the times have changed as well. And that's the other thing with our electronic system is we've asked some of the suppliers uh, of that to to give us the ability to uh, control that content yeah. as we see fit yeah. based on our process. So I'm not going to get into this book versus that book because again that's not my role. My role as superintendent, supported by the board, is to ensure a fair process for all. Yeah. And I think that's what so we've done. So if somebody if somebody
1: objected to having MindComp in in the library, you'd go through the same process then of of, of review, is what you're saying.
5: Correct, yeah. and that parent can choose to opt out of that book for their child, yeah. just like they could another title. Another one.
1: Okay, we need to take a, another quick break, and when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation with Osama Siblani uh, and with Glenn Maleko, who is the superintendent of Dearborn Public Schools, about the controversy over uh, some books in the library in that community. want to get to more of your calls as well, Dennis and Nathan and Dearborn, Neil and Franklin. We want to hear from you next. Uh, If you want to join them, 313-577-1019 is the number here on the phones. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. On 101.9 WDET, I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We're talking about the controversy in Dearborn about uh, some sexually-themed or LGBTQ-themed books in the school libraries. Uh, has caused uh, a real ruckus at recent school board meetings. Uh, fits into the backdrop of discussions not only about ideas in the marketplace of ideas, but also about politics and the politics of Victimizing and choosing to sort of single out uh, LGBTQ uh, communities as uh, targets, uh, spe- specifically by uh, social conservatives uh, in this country. We want to hear from you about what you make of all of this. Uh, give us a call, 313 577 1019. That's 313 577 1019. You can also go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. And we'll work into the conversation. We've got two great guests with us as well. Salma Sablani is the publisher of the Arab American News, and Glenn Malako is the superintendent of Dearborn Public Schools. Uh, let's go next to Dennis in Dearborn. Dennis, welcome to the show.
4: Hi, good morning. I got to tell you, uh, I, I live in Dearborn and I love it. I'm uh, 74 years old, and it's just a great community. and and the enthusiasm I have for being uh, able to share with the Arab community is, is highlighted. And then I'm going to say I thank you so much for this hour because you've straightened out my mental health on this issue. I was at, <laughs> the, first, I was at the first meeting, and I'll take you into the crowd. Uh, I inappropriately responded to one situation, and Ms. McDonald asked us not to do it. But there was support for the board's competency, and I applauded. I not 25 people in any direction shoulder to shoulder chest to chest turned around and booed me and knocked, knocked me and and even said I don't, what kind of god do you believe in so I don't know where that came from okay so uh my point was competency I, where are our experts in this um uh, crazy world where we turn away from exer- experts and say, it's not we the people, it's I, the individual, and I get what I want. Where does that happen? And then on Sunday, I went to my, a local club here. I was in the hot sauna and the discussion came up and I'll tell you what, the biggest thing in that hot sauna with about six people, eight, eight people was, um, anti- uh, homophobia. It was clearly homophobia that was driving the thoughts out of that little group of people. But mm. the signs were all over it. Yeah. So we've we got a lot of thinking to do. Dennis,
1: Dennis, I really appreciate the call and, uh, and those thoughts. It's a really great perspective uh, from inside the community. I want to go next to Nathan in Dearborn. Nathan, what's on your mind?
2: Uh, yeah, I just want to thank you, first of all, for having this conversation. I think uh, people have made a lot of good points uh, about this. Uh, I'm a father of four in the Dearborn School District. Uh, I grew up in Wyandotte, but I've been in Dearborn for over 20 years now. Mm. Uh, my stepfather is Lebanese, so growing up in Wyandotte, you can imagine that I heard a lot of uh, a lot of stuff about that. Um, but, you know, obviously I also uh, care about our LGBTQ community. And, and what I see here and what makes me so sad is we have national organizations who are coming in and essentially... Generating culture war with two marginalized communities mm. because they honestly don't care what happens to either, yeah. and so no matter who loses, they win. Mm.
1: Nathan, and, that's a that's a really great that's a really great point, Asama um, Siblani. Uh, this is some of what you have been talking about uh, since this happened. We've only got a couple minutes left, but I want to give you a chance to to respond to Nathan uh, yeah. and to Dennis.
0: Yes, I, I, I understand. I, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing others. You know, we, we really need to have a conversation internally in our community. And we need to have some debates uh, quietly. And that's not going to happen before the end of this uh, cycle election. Because, you know, they're capitalizing on this, uh, you know, whether the Democrats or the Republicans. So we really need to have a very serious conversation about what's happening right now in our community. And we're going to have it in a calm and, and, and closed maybe places where we can talk about these things openly I am not happy about what's going on and I know many leaders in our community who have been calling me and telling me that this is not acceptable so you know this this is a very um, disheartening you know like to me when I hear someone who is scared to come to Dearborn because they are LGBTQ or because they're different it really, it really bothers me a lot because mm-hmm. this Dearborn is is the most diverse city like we have 52 nationalities Mm -hmm. ethnic communities and dear one and it should continue to be a a place where people visit and be comfortable and that is my mission and when i started the newspaper in 1984 we were the people who were discriminated against we were the people who were bullied we were the people who were pointed at as our neighbors you know, discriminated against us. We do not want to discriminate against others. It breaks my heart that after 38 years, this is what's happening in the city that I've spent all my life, most of my life actually, trying to make it a diverse, welcoming city and our community to be the point of reference when people talk about diversity yeah. and, and, and inclusion. Yeah.
1: Um, okay, Osama Bin Laden and uh, Osama Sablani and Glenn Maleko. It was great to have both of you here on Detroit today to talk about this issue. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank, thank
5: you. Thank you and appreciate it. And Thank you, Mr. Sablani, to you and thank other you. leaders in the um, community that for the work you do and, and others that have been uh, sending words of support because Dearborn is a great place to be and it is welcoming to all yeah. and we'll continue to do that.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's going to do it for us today. Come back tomorrow when we're going to talk with a Republican and a Democratic clerk about their concerns for the upcoming elections and what they're doing to ensure that the midterms go smoothly. This is 1019 WDETFM, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow.